Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We assembled here today are issuing a new decree to be heard in every city, in every foreign capital, and in every hall of power. From this day forward, a new vision will govern our land. From this day forward, it's going to be only America first. America first. Every decision on trade, on taxes, on immigration, on foreign affairs will be made to benefit American workers and American families. We must protect our borders from the ravages of other countries making our products, stealing our companies, and destroying our jobs. Protection will lead to great prosperity and strength. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. I am your voice. So to every parent, who dreams for their child, and every child who dreams for their future. I say these words to you tonight. I am with you, I will fight for you, and I will win for you. To all Americans tonight, in all of our cities, and in all of our towns, I make this promise. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. We will make America safe again. And we will make America great again. God bless you, and good night. I love you.
What a song. What a song. Such a feel-good moment. I, you know, it puts me in the mood. The spirit in the sky. Happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Rory Sauter Show. I'm Rory Sauter, your host. It is great to be back with all of you. I have missed you all since Tuesday. We had a fantastic show on Tuesday. Everything you could want in the show. Perfect dialogue. Great guests. Unbelievable chemistry. The whole package. It really is. And we just keep evolving. The show keeps growing. we got a lot of big plans for the future of the Rory Sauter Show. i got a lot of announcements coming up, so stay tuned for that. As usual, I hope your week is going very well. I hope it's going productive accordingly. Everything is supposed to be. Always a huge relief that the weekend is approaching. Um, I love that feeling. Definitely been quite, quite the week for myself. Um, a lot going on in the media. A lot to get to tonight. Headline after headline. Uh, I want to thank all my guests, my co-hosts, my sponsors and audience. You are amazing. The show's listened to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. And everybody, if you missed any past clips, past episodes, or need 24-7 breaking news coverage, visit my media site, thenext, N-E-X, gen, G-E-N, USA, dot com. Okay. Okay. It's, wow. We, I'll tell you, um, it's, uh, it's quite, um, Wow, it's, the rally tonight has been unbelievable. Uh, I love Trump's energy. I love how he, you know, and this is what I love about these Trump rallies. And it, it's so authentic. It's so genuine. It's so from the heart. There's no, you know, there's no polished politician there. He's speaking to us like we're human. He's not speaking to us like we're an object, like some of these past leaders have. And, you know, he, he really loves being out there. He li- really loves connecting with us and and, and, you know, just getting involved. I've never seen a president so, just so giving. I mean, he, he, his heart and just his passion and his drive and his work ethic and what he's done for every single one of us by, you know, restoring American civilization and values and, you know, just every, everything that this country was founded upon, he's, he's putting back uh, in check. And uh, I'll tell you, man, just all the accomplishments, 80% of his promises fulfilled within three years. Most presidents don't even fulfill 10% after eight years. This guy is unreal. We've never seen anything like it. And I'll say it again. He's something straight out of the Bible. Listen, guys, 80% of promises delivered and his first term's not even up. Think about that. Really, really digest that. Take that in. Um, It just goes to show what you can do uh, when your mind is set on, helping uh, your people and you're not owned and you're not controlled. He does what he wants to do. He says what he wants. He says what he wants. And he always uh, is pro policy rather than, you know, this whole partisan bullshit. You know, he's, he's really willing to work with anybody as long as it makes sense. And too many leaders in the past wouldn't go across party lines. All right. We're going to get into a lot, a lot of big, deep conversations. I want to introduce to the panel I believe we have with us activist and speaker Sam Sam Tully. Sam, how are you, buddy? Welcome back. I'm doing good, Roy. How about yourself? Doing very well. Always always a pleasure having you here. Yeah, I can only take so much shift today, so it's nice to have a break. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll say, man. I mean, these these whole impeachment hearings are it's a circus. It's a it's a repeat. It's like a it's like a bad song you hear over and over there, and, and you know just like. 
It's like they never get any new material. It, it's just it's insane how the, what their fixation fixations and priorities are. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely, my friend. Well, great, great to have you here. A lot to get into. Um, once again, glad you could join us. Okay, let's do it. Uh, let's also welcome to the show, we have U.S. Congress candidate from Arizona, Josh Barnett. Good friend of mine. Josh, how are you? I'm doing great, Rory. Just out hitting the streets here in Glendale tonight getting signatures. I love it, man. I love it. How's everything going? What's new with the campaign? It's going good, man. We're getting a great response. Um, even people that we uh, knock on doors that, um, you know, have had new move-ins that are Democrats, um, they're fed up. Like I told you last time, man, they, these people, they see exactly what's going on. You know, they see yep. the bullshit going on, and uh, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna come back and bite them in the butt come around November, and I really believe that. I really believe that's gonna be the case, and um, we just gotta keep uh, working hard. Like we're you know I always I always play like I'm, I'm coming from behind, you know. So uh, regardless if you're ahead or not, you always play hard. So uh, we just gotta keep plugging away. Amen, brother. Amen. And you know what? I really. I really admire you, and, and I love what you're doing, and, and we need people like you in D.C. protecting the president with the America First agenda. For sure, man. appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, a lot to get into tonight. Glad you could join us. Thank you. Um, I also want to welcome, I believe he's with us, we have Jim Price from the Jim Price Show. How are you, Jim? Glad you could, jo- glad you could join us again. Definitely, sir. Good, night. Uh, good evening, uh, Patriots. Hello, America. Uh, I do appreciate you guys listening into the Rory Show. I tell you, there's a lot going on around us. But remember, we cannot lose focus of what's really going on. Schiff still has to answer to the standard hotel issues. We still have to get back to the FISA warrant. We know the two FISA warrants were ill-gotten. That means the first two are going to be ill-gotten because they're duplicates of each other. We have to stay strong. This is America's chance to be maintained that shining light on the hill that we are. We cannot forget about this. This fight is real, and they do not want to lose. They would rather take America down and make us like Venezuela in a heartbeat than lose. Amen, brother. Amen. You're absolutely right, and, and I'm, I'm really glad to have you here tonight. We've got a lot, a lot to discuss. Yes, sir. We've got we to stay vigilant, guys, really, and it's not, this is not tinfoil hat stuff anymore. This is in the streets, and it's really happening. It's time to get – we all have to get in this fight, and we have to take – charge of our futures that are let passively going by us 100 percent, my friend you're absolutely correct and um i couldn't agree more i mean we are living in times like never seen before the political climate is more oh, yeah. hostile and and violent than ever i mean these people i mean it, it's Definitely. getting real it, it's getting to the civil war yeah. status you know what i mean we're already in a civil war yes but the way the left yeah. is well about we're, things, we're in a war of words right now 50s. we're in a war of emotions but it can get a lot worse if they really want yeah. to because remember, right before a vicious animal dies, it gets its most vicious. And what you're seeing right, right. now is the death of something right in front of your face. Are you willing to go yeah. ahead and end their misery, or are you going to prolong it by giving them some power back in the next election? That's as simple as that. That's all it is. Absolutely. We outnumber Democrats if we just get off our butts and vote. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, lots to get into, Jim. Uh, I definitely look forward to your your talking points and, and your point of view, because you always bring uh, a great value to the show. So, everybody, I'm going to start. Um, I'm going to start with the small stuff like I usually do, and then I'm going to get to everybody on the panel. Uh, share your thoughts, share your opinions, 
Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I really, uh, I love everybody's, you know, voice. I mean, we all bring uh, amazing value and, you know, different, different thoughts and different ideas to, to this, to the, to the table and, and to, the, to the platform. It's cool. Um, okay. All righty. I'm going to start with this. Um, so, you know, this, this is really driving me nuts and I don't even know why it's a discussion. I don't even know what, why. I mean, it's so radical. It's so wrong. It's so unethical. It's so immoral. Every word you can think of, it's, it's like, I, I don't know how, I mean, I get the left and I, I get where, where their priorities are. And I, I get that they've, they've become desperate. They've become the party of, of, of the victim, of the victim. I mean, I talk about this on my show all the time. The more victims they can create, the more boxes they can create, the more people they can convince that are crazy, the more powerful they become. You know, they got a hundred different genders. You know, they want to go off people's skin color. They want to go off people's sexual orientation. They want to go, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it really, I mean, illegals, they want to coddle and basically say it's okay to cross the border and break the law. It, it, it really, it will never end. And felons, you know, felons are victims too. Felons should vote. Felons should have every other right as Americans. This, this, is, this is a time where I've, it's like, I don't even know how in certain aspects it's tolerated. I, you know, you can only push certain people so far, uh, voters and, and, and people. And, and, you know, what we see with the left is they, they push their agenda slowly but surely. You know, their new fixation and their new victim stance is the whole transgender thing. They, they can't get off of it. You know, you know, even though transgenders make up less than 2% of the population, it's probably even lower than that, but they want to make this one of the number one campaign priority issues. You know, we're, we're seeing how Michael Bloomberg wants to, you know, enable and coddle the chick with dicks tranny narrative. I mean, this is – and everybody else. Uh, for instance, Michael Bloomberg today said that he wants – reassignment surgery and all the hormone treatment on taxpayer on the taxpayer dime. Really? Who? Wow. I mean, these politicians are so generous with other people's money. They don't know the first clue about the everyday worker. They don't. And you know what? When, when you try, when they try to justify it and make excuses, they just look like fools. I don't know how you spend this sort of crap. And what else I'm seeing is this, this is this is something that they've been doing is pushing the transgender athlete narrative in high schools, and you know we all see the unfair advantage. You know, just just the fact in life, men are gift are more gifted and, and born stronger in the athletic department than women. There's no there's no sexism in that statement. There, there's no discouraging anybody. It's science. And, and the Democrats claim to be this party of science, uh, but they think a hundred different genders exist, and they think transgenderism is normal. You know, they, they try they try to they try to put it they try to put it out there like if you have an issue with it, or if you think it's wrong for them to go in the bathroom with your little girl or compete on sports teams, then you're a bigot. You're hateful. That that's the way they come off. And now we're seeing with the, with these high schools, more and more areas are taking action on not allowing it. Uh, for instance, my state of Arizona now, uh, there's been a couple states that have now uh, put the crackdown on it, but Arizona is now is saying that they're probably not going to let transgender athletes compete 
uh, in the other sex uh, sports. So, you know, I think that's good. We need to set an example. We need to set this. We need to really, uh, you know, get, get, get rid of this. Get rid of this whole alternate universe mindset and these, these radical ideologies that are only, only harming our youth. I mean, you have all these trannies now saying to these youth kids at Story Hour, you can be a tranny too. What kind of tranny do you want to be? I mean, what they're indoctrinating our society with is unacceptable. You know, this is how it starts, though. I have no problem with gay people. You know, they push the agenda of gay marriage. They push the agenda of the LGBT. Then don't forget, they add extra letters to the fucking, excuse my French, to the, to the thing, LGBTQA, whatever the hell it is now. It's an agenda, you know, slowly but surely. They're not going to push it all at once. But as time's gone on, look at what they've gotten away with. It's, it all started with gay marriage. It all started, and then it, and then it led into transgender story hour, and then you know um, the homosexual uh, classes in high school taking those classes, uh, LGBT therapy. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much more I can go on, but it's an epidemic. It's bad. It's sick. It really is. And that's you know now they're trying to cancel culture with Christianity. They're trying to shove all their everything they believe down our throats. And if we don't agree, then we're wrong. We're the enemy. Weird world, everybody. Weird, weird world. And how is it fair that all this money gets wasted on all this unnecessary garbage? How is it fair? How is it fair? These whole social justice warriors and all these people that, you know, it's, it's a whole nother level. It really is. Okay. Um, let's see here. So here's something that here's something else that's insane that's going into this topic is people like Michael Bloomberg and these Democrats, they want transgender rights included in housing. They want to house these people. They want to use these people like they did with minority communities. This is their next. This is their next thing. This is their next fixation. It's always a new obsession. It's always something more. But they, they, can, they never just stop. They're never happy. It, it has to be this, this extreme. It really does. It's insane. Okay, uh, let's see. So, um, so Greta Thunberg, you know, and, and this goes into everything I've said all along about the New World Order and how the Democrats are the biggest hypocrites on the face of the earth. They'll tell you how to live your life and, you know, how to – do, do everyday things, but they will totally not do the same. They, it, goes, it goes with that famous quote I always use, do as I say, not as I do. Um, it perfectly defines the Democratic Party. You know, uh, but with Greta, you know, she became this big star, this big face poster child of climate change. All these headlines, all these celebrities, all these people come out, praise her. Even idiots try to compare her to Jesus. I mean, it, you can, you go, you name it, she's been compared. I mean, I, I don't know how much idiotic or moronic some of these leftists can get. And don't forget, Al Gore, and I talked about this on my show the other day, Al Gore and all these people that, you know, say, oh, the world is ending, sell your oceanfront property homes, you know, all this stuff. Well, first of all, if oceanfront property was in jeopardy, banks would not be loaning. So there, that first thing is debunked. And we all remember 10 years ago when Al Gore said, 
you got to get rid of it. Everything's going to be underwater. But in reality, nothing's really changed. Uh, some of the water is more powerful than ever. The polar ice caps have more polar ice caps than ever before, according to certain studies. And the only people that are saying this whole global warming situation are the people in bed with the New World Order. The people, that, the scientists that are paid. And we all know who I'm, who, what I'm referring to, because any legitimate scientist who is not owned has came out and debunked climate change. And in a lot of ways, the Earth is, with the, with the, with the climate, it's only one degree or two degrees more than it was millions of years ago. And the Earth has been naturally changing for millions of years. You, like, what are you going to do? Like, you're still going to, you know, get in your gas guzzler escalates. You're going to fly your private jet. You're going to use 100 times more electricity than any average household. And you want to tell us how to live our lives? Think about how much money has been made on global warming. Global warming, oh, my God. And have you ever seen the idiots and the pussies and the wimps who, you know, I, I, we've seen these kind of voters. I mean, these guys, uh, you know, they probably live in mommy's basement. They come out in the middle of the street, looks like they haven't showered in about two weeks, and you got some smelly feminists. Global warming is going to kill us all. Global warming. <laughs> it's like, wow. It's like, wow, dude. Like these people are supposed, and, and then we see these voters on the left try to say these people are the future. These people are the future, and then we have these college universities who think they're so fucking smart. They think they're the fucking greatest thing on earth, and they think their shit don't stink. When most of them are dumb as shit in reality, all they go to school is, all they do in these universities is 90% of the time they learn worthless curriculum that they're not going to need in their everyday life. Only 10% of what they learn. There's more millionaires that have high school diplomas than there are with college degrees. There are more people with high school diplomas that are CEOs than there are people with college degrees. You have more people with college degrees working under high school CEOs. It's true. If you want to be a successful entrepreneur, if you want to be wealthy, and you want to, you know, at this point in time, getting a college, and this is how, this is how ruined college universities are, in my strong opinion, with the whole free – I mean, think about it. Free speech is gone. Uh, they're pushing radical Islam. Uh, they're encouraging abortion at nine months. Um, we have, you know, the uh, slavery reparations. It's like they're not – these kids are, are being indoctrinated, and they're not learning what their parents are paying $30,000 a year for. Only go to – and I'm, I don't want to get too off topic. I, I, you know, it, I just want to say – the only time college these days is actually relevant, in my strong opinion, is if you want to be a doctor, you want to be a lawyer. But if you want to be a business person or you want to be successful, you want to be a millionaire, college is not. It's not, necess- it's not like a priority. Maybe years ago. But what, you know, with all the trade schools and with everything that's came into place, with all the alternatives, I, and I'm, I'm scared of how universities are transforming and they're, they're toxic and they're pushing these third world ideologies down, down the throat. Think about it. Think about it. These people are going to these universities and these socialist professors, and you know what's interesting is these professors want to say free health care, you know, all this stuff, but they don't want to work for free. I'm, I'm telling these social, socialist professors, you want to indoctrinate, if you want to feed this bullshit and shove it down people's throats, then why don't you work for free? If we're all so fucking equal, why don't you work for free? Why don't you? It's, it's ridiculous. It is really – it's ridiculous. And you know what? And then, and then you've got all these fucking 
It's like Social Justice Warrior Central. Social Ju Justice Warrior Central. Wow. Okay. Um, and I, I will say, I, I just want to say, the way our industries and the economy have, have evolved, like with technology, with real estate, with I could go on and on of, of how there's so many ways people can be successful. That, like, it's, it's unreal. And I don't want to get too off topic, but it, it's, yeah. Okay, uh, let's see here. So, you know, this is, this is mind-blowing, and, and it's sick, and I wish people really read up on their history. But you've got all these Democratic candidates, including Michael Bloomberg. It was just – and I don't know if all the Democrat candidates are, are spending this kind of money, but Bloomberg is for sure. He has pledged – his group has pledged $60 million to elect gun control candidates. These idiots on the left, these wimps, these soy boys that get bossed around by their smelly feminist girlfriends, you know, these people want to say, oh, take their guns, take their guns, we need gun control. Listen, what did Hitler do, mofo? What did, what did, hey, hey, what did Hitler do? What did Stalin do? What did all these people do before they killed millions of people? They left you defenseless. And you know what? What, what really does gun control do when criminals don't follow law? And the millions of illegal guns on the street. I'm curious. I'm curious, Democrats. You guys think you know it all. You're pompous. You're conceited. You're ignorant. And you know what? You, you really only appeal to the low life. As far as I'm concerned, if you're still a Democrat in today's society, then you're a low life. And you're a bitch. I'm so fed up. I am so fed up. Moderates are okay. I like moderates. But these people that want to, you know, they want to do a, a Venezuela 2.0? No, not on, not on my watch. Not on my watch. And isn't it funny, you know, the people that are saying gun control have never even operated a firearm. They, they don't even know. They don't even know how to hold it. They probably don't even know. And a lot of these people, uh, they live in their own little world. They do. And a lot of these people live in liberal shitholes that have needles everywhere and poop on the ground and tents everywhere. This, this is, these are the people. They can't even control their own cities, but they, they want to put in ideology uh, that is, is toxic. I mean, think about it. There's nothing productive about the Democratic Party in today's society. There's not. Okay. Uh, this, is, this, is really, this is really interesting, and it needs to stop, and I talk about it on my show all the time. Uh, there's now 26 GOP senators and 97 House Republicans that are asking for more foreign workers. You know, I get it, cheap labor, capitalism. You know, you want to profit as much as possible. You want to save money. But it's a slap in the face to the American worker and what this country is working towards and what our president has restored. You know, we're on, a, we're on a, an agenda. You know, we don't want these rhinos to take us back to a place that wasn't, wasn't fun. You know, we want, we want America to be the number one place for manufacturing, for, for production, for business. You know, we want to be the new China. And when, when, you, when you pull stunts like this, it doesn't, it doesn't help. And I really wish these people would be called out. There's even certain people in Arizona that are responsible for stuff like this. And, uh, you know, even on, even on my side, you know, these special interest groups and these dirty donors, they have so much influence over these people. So much influence. Just like when I was talking earlier about the universities, dark donors have so much influence over these universities. That's why they're turning into this radical culture. And it's been going on forever. Politics, education, 
And when there's money involved, there's indoctrination. Think about it. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Okay. This this is I, and I love this. You know, this is this is something that needs to really um, you know really be really be talked about. But um, with 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 Carter Page, he's now suing the DNC for them framing him. You know. Let's think about what they put people through. I wish there were more people that are suing the DNC. Look at this whole Russia hoax. Look at the lies. Look at the fabrication. Look at the lack of evidence. Look at the only thing they ever had was hearsay. And they totally assassinated his character. They totally went after his, you know, his livelihood, his personal life, his friends, his family. I don't know how you can ever make an excuse or justification for being so invasive and being so intrusive. I, I give props to Carter Page, and I hope – I really hope the DNC and the Democrats are held accountable for this dirty, dirty stunt. Seriously. Okay, and, and really, though, really, though, think about the hours, hours of – I just want to finish up on this, but hours of, of witnesses, hours of interviews, subpoenas, and they got nothing. Taxpayer dollars wasted, lied to by the American people, misled by the mainstream. And you, you fill all these people's heads with, with just garbage. Sick. And I just want to fit, going back to the whole Greta Thunberg thing, I didn't say my last point about Greta Thunberg on, on the last topic, but think about how her parents have literally brainwashed this kid and totally taken advantage. And she has special needs, too. And they want to put her on this platform where everybody's going to feel bad for her. Everybody's going to resonate with her. And if they don't, they're going to be called all these names because they can, the Democrats can put her on this victim stool, uh, A, because she's under 18, and B, she's got special needs. And, you know, I'm just like, wow, it all needs to stop. And it, it's the same sort of thing with people like David Hogg and all these people. They try to get the youth and try to say the youth is the future. And, you know, that these, youth, these kids, I, I don't think, have a real understanding of what's really going on. And they're just being fed these lies and, and this – these crazy narratives. It's insane. Okay, um, so, you know, I was talking about this the other day a little bit, but I want to get more into it because it's very scary right now, is the cor- coronavirus. I think that's how you pronounce it. And it's coming out of China, and the White House just declared a state of emergency. You know, think, and, I, and I'm not so many to spread conspiracy theories, but I just want to kind of run this by everybody and see what everybody thinks because I think it's something that, should be talked about. You know, we won the trade war with China, and then shortly after, this stuff comes out, and this stuff occurs at a left field. Think about the timing. Think Think about what just happened, how we defeated them, and when they're so used to winning. You know, I think they had to subtly retaliate in some sort of way, and I'm not going to say this is for sure, but I think it's something that uh, should not be completely... uh, um, ignore. I, I think it's, I don't know. You know, I, I look at the news and I study these facts and I really read every single story and how this has all come into place. And it just seems weird. It seems really the timing, uh, everything going on, uh, the tension between China and the U.S., even though Trump and the leader get along. Um, and, I, and I really think about all these countries that have given us, given us viruses and diseases in the past. Uh, this has been going on a long time. And it's, it's no joke. And I really think uh, that they're talking about 
banning travel to China. Absolutely. And think about what that would do for the Chinese economy. A lot of Americans make a lot of money over there. If they're not traveling over there, I mean, I know you can do your work over the Internet, over the phone, whatever, but I really think this is going to be a loss for them. And uh, if they are behind this, um, yeah, I, I, they're going to regret it. That's for damn sure. And I'm seeing all these cases now. I'm seeing them everywhere. I'm seeing them, like, all over the United States. It's just whenever this happens, I don't think it's accidental. And call me crazy all you want, but I, I, I think there's way more to the story. I really do. And it needs to be taken, take, taken action on. Okay. Uh, okay, this is, this is really sad and sick and mind-blowing and, and really scary. But in Illinois, uh, the governor in Illinois was notified that there were non-citizens voting in elections, and he kept the, registration, the voter registration going. No investigation. No, no, you know, disavowing it or, or deleting. He kept it going. He, 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 this is what the Democrats are up to. They are pushing this narrative, felons, non-citizens, because it's the only way they can win elections. No sane person, no, no person with a strong backbone or, you know, strong ethics or morals is going to vote for a Democrat. They have, to, they have to play dirty. This is how they get their, their agenda across. This is how... Um, they operate. And we all remember, and I say this all the time, at least the Democratic Party was at some point had substance. They have nothing now. They have nothing except hate, divisiveness, and false narratives that they can spin. It's insane. You know, think about non-citizen voting in these states, taxpayer covering these people and their dime, and these people think that it's just, it's wild. Think about if we went to another country and tried to vote in their elections. Yeah. Okay, uh, so Tulsi Gabbard, we all know, I talked about this the other day, she is suing Hillary Clinton, and uh, apparently Hillary Clinton has rejected the papers. You know, you have to be, you have to be um, what's the word I'm looking for? You have to be, oh, God, when, when somebody sues you, they, 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 uh, it will come back to me. But anyway, um, served, thank you, served with the papers. And Hillary, Secret Service at Hillary's house the last two times has rejected it. They don't want the papers. Hillary's denying them. Hillary's not taking accountability. Hillary's playing the victim. Hillary, we all know how the Clintons operate, along with pretty much every other Democrat. Nothing applies to them. The rules, the law, it's, you know, they're above it in their own opinion. And we all saw what Hillary did and assassinated Tulsi's character and totally, you know, put her – put her in the wrong, painted her in the wrong picture and, um, you know, went after her family, went after her personal life, uh, really kind of just a nasty, bitter old woman. This is what Hillary is. She's a sore loser. She can never take responsibility for a damn thing. It's always somebody else's fault. And then she plays the woman card, you know, the feminist card, and, you know, tries to put, say men are the reason for all the problems. It's ridiculous. And, and you know, obviously I know the feminist card has nothing to do with Tulsi Gabbard, but how, many, how often in the last couple of years have we seen Hillary just speak complete nonsense? Just, just crazy, crazy talk. You know, if, if anybody else would have talked like this, especially a Republican, they would have been crucified. Just with everything Hillary said. You know, and she gets away with it. She gets away with it. And, you know, I also said on the show before, uh, I'm nervous about Tulsi. Tulsi's safety, because we always see when people go against the Clintons, they come up missing and something happens to them, you know? But uh, that takes balls. It takes balls on Tulsi's behalf. 
And um, I don't know how somebody like Hillary Clinton can keep rejecting being served with these papers. I don't know how much longer you can go on. Um, she doesn't want to face the music. Plain and simple. For the longest time, the Clintons have been getting away with everything you could ever think of. If anybody else even did the slightest of what they did, they'd be in prison for life. These people, in my strong opinion, they make people like Harvey Weinstein look like a saint, the Clintons. Sure. Okay, um, so President Trump signed a huge, huge deal, uh, the USMCA deal, which basically cancels out NAFTA, which NAFTA lost us so many factory jobs, took our, our manufacturing overseas, made China a huge powerhouse, made all these countries on obviously a higher scale in many aspects. And we all know why it happened, because the money in the back end and the deal Bill Clinton was getting on, on behind closed doors was, I mean, think about it. Otherwise, these laws would never be put into place. I mean, no sane person would have signed something like NAFTA. And here's the problem with NAFTA. In the beginning, they made it look like it was this fancy, amazing, good deal. Because, you know, you can make these sort of things look, you know, like something they're not, especially in the short term. And then when the long term hits, you're screwed. And then all the bad stuff takes effect. And Bill Clinton was long out of office when this started really hurting, um, you know, a lot of our a lot of our workers, and you know, just this USMCA deal. What what comes in it? How it does a lot of stuff for our farmers, our factory workers, um, be, making USA the number one. I mean, think about how much money and wealth we're getting back because of Trump and because of the strong negotiation skills he's put into place. Um, this is econ- an economy like never seen before, and uh, I, you can't even make this something this good up. I mean. We have the lowest black unemployment, lowest Asian unemployment, lowest female unemployment, lowest Hispanic unemployment, highest stock market. Um, the, the, the numbers of, of people on food stamps are the lowest since the 50s. Wow. And think about, like, and this is one example, places like Louis Vuitton opening for the first time in Texas. We're doing Louis Vuitton in the USA. Apple, Apple, too, in the USA now. Unreal. And, you know, we see all these companies have left these countries because people like China are hurting and they have to raise their prices a little bit. And then the USA all offers these companies an alternative and they're like, oh, my God, yeah, we'll, we'll go to the USA. Beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. And China's economy has been, yeah, it, it's crazy. And I know, that, you know, um, that, and Canada, look how bad Canada suffered. Look at how bad Mexico suffered. We're putting tariffs on these products. We're putting all on all these trade deals. You know, it's it's it's. I've never seen anything like it. It's beautiful. It really is. And think about what this does um, just for for the long term. Like I said earlier, beautiful. It really is. Okay. Um, I want to um, get into the main stuff now. So. John Bolton, you know, the Democrats are off the wall. They are. I mean, no, no legitimate evidence, no sufficient cause, all hearsay. They're only trying to impeach him because they can't beat him. They're threatened by him. They've never seen a guy that's not owned. They've never seen a guy give this much power back to we the people. For the longest time in Washington, you've had all these special interests that have been getting away with everything you can think of. He's exposing the swamp. 
He's diminishing their special interest group. He's putting these people on blast, and they they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Think about everything they've tried to come up with. They are obsessed and fixated on a new narrative every single day. Every single day they're fixated on a new narrative. You know, Russia didn't work. Racism didn't work. Ukraine is not working. Um, let's not forget they tried to, yeah, you know, they tried to impeach him for him using Twitter. This is how insane these people are. And they'll, they'll go to whatever standards and whatever level of dirtiness, you know, the closed-door testimonies with Adam Schiff, the uh, making their own rules in the House as they go along. And now we're seeing this is even more sick. We are seeing these people not even – Adam Schiff is claiming he doesn't even know who the whistleblower is. Really, dude? You spent all this time talking about the whistleblower, and now you're claiming you don't know who it is. And the bias and the partisan, you know, and it's like you can't – and now he's saying you can't rely on the House investigation to the Senate. The Senate wants to acquit because there's nothing there. And now Adam Schiff, who sent over the articles of impeachment, is now saying you can't rely on the House investigation. Adam, you were convinced. You said everything was there, and there were all these reasons why the president should be impeached. And now you're saying we can't, we can't trust you? What the hell? I mean, get your guy's story straight. It's like, when, when does the madness end? How much backtracking, how much lying, how much fabrication, how much twisting of words can you guys do? And he's refusing, he's refusing, Adam Schiff is refusing um, the subpoena from the Senate. Oh, no, no, my bad. He's demanding that the Senate subpoena additional witnesses. What, how much more witnesses do you need? You guys have said you guys have had smoking gun witnesses. You guys have said you're, you guys have witnesses that are going to crack the code, and half the people that were supposed to be the stars didn't even know what was going on. Some of the guys were drinking wine and couldn't even recall the conversation. There's no credibility here. There never has been. And you have people like Chief Justice Roberts, who, are, who, who nixed Rand Paul's question, who, who wouldn't even hear Rand Paul about trying to get you know, validation and, and certain answers about the whistleblower. These people in Washington are snakes. They can't be trusted. And we're seeing all these people around President Trump who have totally backstabbed him in every single way possible. They have. They've gone against, yeah. I mean, think about how much cleaning house Trump has had to do. And you've got these moderates now, Christian uh, Cinema in my home state of Arizona, who actually I'm pretty impressed with. Uh, you know, she's probably going to acquit the president. You know, she's actually sided with the president about 80% of the time. Actually more than Martha McSally, and Martha McSally's in her own party. McSally's kind of a rhino. We need better than McSally. You know, if, if anybody defines the um, definition of a moderate, it's Kristen Cinema. Same with Joe Manchin. He said he's probably going to acquit the president. Same with, even though I don't really like Doug Jones, he's probably going to acquit the president. What does that tell you? That you have multiple Democrats that are not going to go for this. And you know why? In a lot of ways, I, I think they know this is a bad political move, but they also know this is going to affect their reelection and their voter base. You know, you, they're, they're in red states. They're in places where, you know, the, the bulldog Democrat is still in certain ways alive and well. But, you know, 
it, it, it's um, it's one of those things. That, and this is this is how I wonder how this gets remembered in history. What are they going to tell their constituents, the radical Democrats, when they fail? When President Trump is still in office, you know, I don't I, I don't know how. It, it, it's just it's the same thing with how Bill Clinton got popular in in the nineties after they tried to impeach him. The Democrats won back the House. I think it's going to be a similar result. I think we're going to win back the House and we're going to get more votes in the Senate. You know, and um, I'm seeing just everything we're going off of, you know, how the, you know, the Democrats used to say back in the 90s how the the partisan impeachment is is bad for America, it's bad for our democracy. But they're doing the same thing today. They know nothing's there, most of them. And they know this is a bad political move, most of them. And the people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer probably, I mean, they're probably behind closed doors and they're like, oh, shit, what are we going to do? We let the radical left push us to impeach the president when when we shouldn't have. They've been taken over by AOC plus three, just like Trump says. And, you know, Bolton, don't forget, they're trying to make this whole ordeal about Bolton. Bolton praised the Ukraine call. And then he went to the New York Times months later and tries to say it was problematic. And, we, you know, he was getting connected with the deep state, the snakes. And now the Democrats are to go back and look at the clip from months ago before he was fired and how he said it was a great call. It's amazing how people get bitter um, once they are let go. You know what I mean? It really is one of those things. Um, okay, so th- this is the last thing I, I want to um, mention before we um, get to the panel. I'm going to get to Josh Barnett here. Uh, but, he, you know, the Super Bowl, and this all goes into the Democrats' agenda and from earlier, and, and I talked about this, but the gun control. Michael Bloomberg just bought a $10 million Super Bowl ad for gun control. So when people, and most people that watch football are Republican, let's face it. I don't know how this does any good. Uh, I think, you know, it gets a small amount of people, I guess, interested, and it, you know, it appeals to them. But the large amount, it's pointless. I mean, you know, and it's, it's indoctrination. It, it's, I don't know when in America we came to this point where we're idolizing and trying to represent communist countries in terms of laws. Um, but, uh, you know, th- this, is, this, is, this is dangerous, dangerous times, I will say. And I talk to people, and I can't even believe some, some people's logic, logic with gun control. It really is uh, something in a whole other planet. Um, Josh, I'll start with you. Go ahead. Hi, Rory. <clears throat> well, I'll kind of stop, start off with uh, what, you, what you discussed about um, uh, the transgender issue, which we discussed before. And I actually got my, my business page on Instagram. Um, kind of shut down for speaking out <laughs> about transgender bathrooms um, in, in a fitness facility. Um, you know, but no, no one in their right mind should think that spending taxpayer money on a transgender transition, that that makes any sense at all. You know, me personally, I don't care what somebody thinks they are or whatever they, whatever they think they are. But, if, you know, if they want to do that type of thing, they want to do the transition and all that, they need to pay for it themselves. 
You know, and it's very yeah. simple. Like, like I said, yeah, I mean, and, and it all goes into what I say all the time, Josh. You know, you got all these smelly feminists and all these transgenders that try to say my body, my right, my choice. Well, yeah, you know what, bitch? Excuse my French. But if it's your choice and your yeah. right, then you pay for it. Why the hell should taxpayers be stuck with the bill? I agree. I agree 100%, you know, and it's, and I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, Socially, I'm kind of libertarian socially, you know, with people. You know, I'm kind of like, hey, you don't bother me, I don't bother you. You know, mind your own business type of thing. But this is infringing all my business. It's taking my taxpayer money to pay for a, to pay for a guy to become a girl or whatever. And I have a problem with that, you know. Um, it, goes, it goes against my belief system. But, um, you know, men, men should play biological men. Women should play biological women in sports. Again, just common sense, something the left completely lacks. You know, um, and also, Rory, I wanted to tell you that, you know, we're talking about climate change. Um, I actually uh, hosted a climate change seminar with a guy here local that travels around the country speaking on it, and he's going to be hosting another seminar here. I'm going to invite you so you can come. I think you're going to really like it. But what it comes down to is it's not necessarily anything to do. The climate always changes. The electromagnetism of the earth is what's changing, what's causing kind of this erratic weather, extreme hots and cold. And I could get into detail with you on it, but it's very, very interesting. I've actually went through it twice, and um, I think you'd really enjoy it. But, um, you know, the poles are moving. They may flip. Uh, they flipped before in the past, and we're at that point where that is a possibility of what's happening. Um, but I'd love to invite you. I'll, I'll get you on Facebook and invite you over. Um, another thing about education, you know, I, I do agree. It's much different now um, with education. You know, there's trade schools. There's entrepreneurs that are like, you know what, I'm going straight into business. I'm going to make money. I know how to do it, and I'm going to do it now. Um, I don't need a business degree to, to do what I want and to do at, to figure this out. And Josh, look at um, all the people. Look at all the people that go to college for worthless degrees, then they're stuck in college debt their entire life, and they think they're going to make something out of themselves. I mean, it's, in a lot of ways, it's a waste of money. You know, a lot of people just don't do anything with it when all this time they could have been starting a business and capitalizing on the American dream. Oh, you're exactly right. You know, they, 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 you know, they, they take advantage of them like, like everything else. Like everything else the liberals do, they take advantage of people. You know, the liberal indoctrination that's going on in our schools is exactly why, you know, I, I sent my son, you know, we sent him to Catholic schools. I'm not going to have him sit through drag queen story hour. It's not going to happen. It would be a big, big problem with me. And, um, you know, I just, you know, and it's just one of those things. They don't teach common sense at Harvard. You know what I mean? And Ruben Gallego is a prime example of exactly that. They don't teach common sense there. Um, you know, and you brought up gun control. You know, I'm a big gun control um, you know, it doesn't work. I'm pro 2A. Criminals do not follow laws, period, and that's just the end of it. Red flag laws are 100% un- unconstitutional. There's no due process. There's, no, I, there's not even an argument they can make for it. You know, um, you know the, the one thing, too. And the stupid, the stupidest argument is when they try to say guns kill people. They think guns just magically <laughs> fly yeah. and kill people. I'm like, are you serious? Like when somebody bombs something, we blame the bomber. When somebody kills somebody, yeah. we blame the killer. But all of a sudden, we randomly yeah. blame guns? It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's irrational. You know, and when you, I remember listening to Charlie Kirk's breakdown of uh, gun deaths, you know, and, um, and when you, and you really look at the breakdown of gun deaths, you know, um, like over, I think it was like 65, 70% of suicide, you know, and, and when they, when they extrapolate this data, they make it look like everybody's dying from, from, uh, from, you know, AK-47, you know, out in the streets, you know, and it's just not the case. Um, again, they lie to the American people. They try to get, you know, the public opinion swayed. 
uh, but we're not going to allow it to happen. It's not going to happen in this state. That's a damn sure. But uh, we can't let it happen even from a federal from a federal uh, viewpoint. Um, you know, you brought up Carter Page. Um, you know, that, that guy should be exonerated 100% immediately. He did absolutely nothing wrong. We know the CIA lied with the emails, and they changed the emails to say that he didn't work for the CIA. Um, we know the FISA court abuse, the FISA, the FISA warrants were all based on false information. Um, all those guys from, uh, I mean, you name anybody associated with those FISA warrants should be exonerated immediately. Um, what they're doing to General Flynn and even Roger Stone and these people is absolutely sickening to watch happen. Um, you know, the great thing is, though, like you said, the USMCA trade deal is going to bring 200,000 jobs. You know, the auto industry, the farmers will benefit tremendously, not to mention, you know, when he finishes off this phase one, the China phase one deal, you know, once that starts getting implemented. But the 2020 economy is going to be the best we've ever had in history, you know, by far. I don't, I don't see anything touching it once, once it's all said and done here. Um, you know, John Bolton, you know, this guy, you know, I, I find it, um, I don't know, you know, it's just a little ironic when the pre-sale for his book comes out on Amazon with the day after he makes this little announcement that he might be saying something and he hasn't even committed to it uh, one way or another. Um, he's trying to sell a book. It's pretty obvious. You know, it's very, very, very pathetic on his end. Uh, but, you know, we all watched the interviews in August, you know, after the phone call, discussing everything. He never said – he never brought up one thing, never said anything negative. The phone call is perfectly fine. All, all of a sudden now that he's got his book out, there might be a problem. You know, and, you know if, if, you, if you get all this overwhelming evidence, like the Democrats say they have, which we know is complete BS, um, why do you need another? Why do you need another witness? You don't even know what this witness is going to say. You're so desperate to get another witness to try to hopefully pray to God that they say something that's going to benefit you. That's how. That's how. What a sham this is. The the the, the Republicans need to vote. No witnesses tomorrow. They need to vote to acquit and end this nonsense immediately. That's what needs to happen. And I have a feeling that we're going to have Cinema Jones and Mansion crossing over with us um, uh, on this vote. Um, to uh, end the end the um, the, the, the uh, call of witnesses, especially since they already had the opportunity to subpoena Bolton, took it to the courts and then withdrew withdrew it, and now they're complaining that they never they never got to talk to him. It's it's, it's an absolute joke, um, you know. And I and I definitely feel and I do love Ron Paul, or excuse me Rand, Rand Paul. Um, you know he did a great job today as he tried to submit the question. Justice Roberts wouldn't read it, which I found very disturbing. Um, because if you don't know who the whistleblower is, why, why can't you say that guy's name? Why can't you say Eric Cinderella? Why can't I say that? We don't know who the whistleblower is, right? Well, Schiff's full of Schiff, and he knows damn well who it is. He, knows, he, he coordinated all this together with them. And I pray, and I, and I still to this day do not know why, we are not going after Schiff about everything that happened with the whistleblower. You know, what, what we need to do is vote to get rid of witnesses, vote to quit immediately, end the sham. And we need to open up a separate Senate intel investigation into Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Burisma, CrowdStrike, Cyprus, China, all the stuff connected to these criminals, and go after them. Because we let these people get away with it. I, you know, they keep doing it because, you know, if I go rob your house and you don't do anything about it, well, shoot, I'm going to come back and rob your house again. <laughs> you know? And I'm going to keep doing it until you're not going to stop me, right? So. Until we put a stop to it, they're going to continue robbing us, and they're robbing us blind. And it absolutely, not that we're blind. I see it happening, and I see it. See no one doing anything about it, which irritates me even more. You know, and um, we need to go after these people. We need justice, 
and I wouldn't get into the Lamar Durham stuff right now, but I could talk for two hours straight about that. But we need justice, and without it, it's never going to stop, and it's only going to get worse. Adam Schiff needs held accountable. That little weasel needs held accountable. And we need to go after the Bidens for the corruption with Ukraine and everything involved with that from the DNC and Hillary and CrowdStrike and all of that. It needs to happen. And, you know, you look at Trump. He's making these, well, they say huge trade deals, right? And he's making these huge trade deals and killing terrorists, and these people still complain about the guy. It's unbelievable, you know? So um, he could cure cancer. They still complain. So that's where we're at with America. So I say let's keep plugging forward and doing what's best for our country. And the heck, you know, if somebody's going to uh, complain about it, then the heck with them, you know. Um, as long as the country is improving, more jobs, higher wages, great stock market, you know, there's nothing else we can do. They can complain all they want, but the country is improving, and um, there's nothing they can say to some of the stuff that has happened. Okay, no, I hear you. <laughs> so, no, and, and let me ask you, Josh. Do you honestly think, and I, and I hope, I hope we do, but do you think Hillary and Comey and McCabe and all these scumbags will pay? And do you think people like um, uh, 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 Barr and um, who, who's the uh, who's the other guy? Uh, the guy you just oh, said. Durham? Who's the other prosecutor working with yeah. Barr? Durham. Durham. Yeah, Durham. Do you think Durham yeah. and Barr will take these people down? You know. I, I honestly, I pray every day. The only thing, Josh, the only thing that worries me and the only thing I can think of of why, if not, if they don't, the only reason would be some, somebody has to be being paid off. Because for the longest time, we've seen D.C. get away with everything. Yeah. I think we're going to see a scapegoat, and I hate to say that. I think they're going to use McCabe. It's kind of like they're, they're going to get McCabe. And they're going to see everybody else has, you know, left the FBI. They're fired. They don't work here. Um, but, you know, I mean, they, we still have uh, – I'm not even going to call him Lieutenant Colonel anymore. It's Mr. Vindman. Mr. Vindman still works for the white – still works in our, in our government, for crying out loud, after what he's done. <laughs> you know? And, and we let these people get away with this. And it, 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 there's no justice. It's never going to change. It's only going to get worse. And it has progressively gotten worse. The last 20, 30 years has progressively gotten worse. They're, they're blatantly telling us what they're doing. Like, there's, like, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. And, and, and if Barr and Durham actually do their jobs and arrest McCabe and Comey and, and Clinton, these people, it's something really, even, even just with Comey and McCabe, that's the only thing that can save this republic. I really believe that. You know, then you got Lynch and you got um, Strzok and Page. No, losing your job is not good enough. That's not good enough for me. You know, I want people arrested for the crimes they committed and, and thrown in jail. Someone's accountable. I don't care. But they need to be held accountable. And, and I, I'm really scared for our republic, our constitutional republic, if this does not happen and people do not get held accountable. And I, and I don't mean just losing your job. That's just, that's just not good enough. Absolutely. 100%. Always very well said. Thank you so much, Josh. Um, and uh, I, I, we have a lot left in the show, but just in case, tell everybody where they can connect with, with you and donate to the campaign. Yes, you can uh, catch me at barnettforaz.com, at barnettforaz on Twitter and Instagram, and Josh Barnett for Congress on Facebook. Um, again, I appreciate you having me on, Rory. Um, I gotta, we're going to go out and knock some more doors here, kind of late, but we're going to get some more signatures here before we, we cut, it, cut it short for the night. 
Um, but, I, again, I appreciate you having me on. I love coming on here with you guys and, and, and talking, you know, the, the hot topics of the, of the week and the day. And, uh, like I said, I appreciate it, man. All right, man. Well, God bless you, and we'll talk to you soon, my friend. Thank you, guys. God bless. All righty. Um, Sam Tully, go ahead. Yeah, well, let me try to stop at the start at the bottom and work my way up. This Super Bowl, as far as uh, Bloomberg and his gun control, it, it, it amazes me. Uh, Bloomberg, well, he was the mayor of New York City, and now New York is letting criminals walk the streets, uh, commit crimes. They don't have to put up any bail. I think unless they kill a policeman and, or use a gun or, or something, they just let them all out, the prostitutes, the robbers, the home-breaking people. I mean, it's just total anarchy. So you get these same people that want to let criminals uh, out of jail. They don't want the citizens to have any kind of protection. And just like you were saying earlier, uh, the government that took away guns, you know, Hitler took away the guns, Mao took away the guns, uh, Stalin and, and, and uh, you know, those, the, the communists took away the guns. And then they just treat the people like they want those that they are allowed to live or they kill them off. See, our founding fathers knew exactly what they were doing when they installed the Second Amendment. These people, these, these revisionists like to say, you don't need such and such a gun for hunting. The Second Amendment was never intended for hunting. The Second Amendment was put in place for the citizens to protect themselves if the, if the government went crazy. And that's what it's for. And in America, if, if we had a gun problem with 300 million-plus citizens, we have more guns than citizens. So we, our gun problem would have shown itself. You know, the American people have used great restraint. And I'm talking about legal firearms because the, the American citizens decided to go up against the government. The government wouldn't have a chance. Now, let me go back over here. Uh, Democrats that want to acquit. I was very interested when I was listening to Diane Feinstein talk about she might go to acquit. When you open up the door to bring Hunter Biden in and to bring Joe in, and if they're serious about getting into the corruption, last I heard that Biden has five family members that have been getting rich since he was vice president. But what a lot of people don't know is many of these politicians, their spouses are making money off the government too. If my information is correct, Feinstein's husband made all kinds of money off of government contracts. So we talk about quid pro quo, and we talk about influence peddling. Who knows how many of these folks, and I'm not just talking about Democrats, a bunch of Republicans that have been up there for a million years too, are making money because their uh, spouses are in positions of powers that can influence votes or bring certain contracts to those people. So it wouldn't surprise me that Feinstein and other people want to make this thing go away because it may be getting too close to home. Now, going further up, uh, Schiff, like I said, you can only take so much Schiff. This guy is the same guy that was saying they had overwhelming evidence. If you have overwhelming evidence, you don't need any more evidence. If you have overwhelming evidence, it stands on its own. Matter of fact, if it's overwhelming, you've already got too much. 
So it's nonsense when you hear this guy talk out of both sides of his mouth like a real snake, that I believe he is, and then talk about we need to have uh, more witnesses. And it's sad that we have so many people in the Congress and in the Senate that don't even know how the Constitution functions. And the fact that the Congress is the one that's supposed to make the trial and the Senate is supposed to adjudicate it. They're not supposed to do the work. And we have our lawyers constantly over and over again trying to tell these people that you shouldn't have to do the Congress's work. So this goes back to the point where all the schools, and I, and I, and I thank God for DeSantis, I believe that's his name, the governor of Florida, has started to require civics be taught in high school because all our students need to understand how the government is supposed to work. Not the nonsense that's going on now, but how it's supposed to work. And then you won't be able to fool the people as easily because we got this this uh, news cycle, or th- th- these mass medias that are nothing more than paid propagandists. And since the people have been dumbed down intentionally by the school districts and they're, they're constantly fed nonsense and they don't know the truth, then that's why these folks in power can get away with that nonsense. And we all know the Bolton thing. Uh, and the Bolton thing, even if it was whatever, you know, supposed to have been, it ain't impeachable. But the, the problem with it is, once again, if the Democrats have overwhelming evidence, they don't have to keep asking for more and more and more. Now, the president and the USMCA deal that Nancy Pelosi finally uh, let get through Congress so he can get through the Senate so he can sign it. The problem with this is it makes those folks look bad. It makes the Democrats have been there for a million years. It makes the Republicans been there for a million years. It makes all of them, I mean, Trump makes them all look stupid. All these presidents said, we're going to recognize Israel. We're going to recognize Jerusalem as the capital of Israel and don't do anything. Trump moves the embassy to Israel, I mean, to Jerusalem. We're going to do this. They don't do anything. Trump does it because Trump is not owned by anybody. He came in there with his own money. He was the first politician who knows how long that was actually able to come in there and actually work for the American people. And it's driving these folks crazy because he is, number one, exposing them for being totally incompetent for all these years they've been there. And number two, He's blowing up their game. He's messing up their, their their pocket. He's exposing them and letting the American people know that they've been getting ripped off all these years and they can't handle it. And, you know, I'm not going to even deal with Hillary because, you know, unless somebody really gets serious, unless our judicial system really gets serious, I mean, the Clintons, you know, they're untouchable. I mean, we don't know how many bodies are back there. We don't know all the stuff. We, we know that there was a, a server with, 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 with information on there that was uh, classified that if it was you or I, we'd be locked up right now. I mean, they locked up some guy over a video from Benghazi, and he ain't had nothing to do with anything. I don't know if the guy's out of jail yet. I mean, this is all stupid. These people have gotten away with murder forever. And by the way, the global warming thing. This nonsense that the Democrats have been pushing for years and Al Gore got rich off of, 
anybody with any sense that even believed in this nonsense, all they have to do is think about one thing. President Obama just spent $15 million on beachfront property in Martha's Vineyard. Why would, if this is a Harvard-educated, uh, Mr. Smartest Man in the World, the guy who, who uh, what yes. was that, uh, the guy, I forgot his name, said he made him tickle down his leg or whatever. And uh, some other news guy. Yeah, said Chris, Chris Matthews, hardball. I call it wiffle ball, right, hardball on MSNBC. That's right, thank you. And his other guy said that he'll be a great president because of the crease in his pants. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. No, but I want to say something real quick. I, I want to say something, but you're absolutely right with the Obama thing. And I was, I was, I brought that point up many times on my show. Where he, if global warming was such a huge threat, like he says it is, he wouldn't buy in Martha, Martha's Vineyard along the ocean. And as well as he tries to say racism is one of the biggest problems, but it's an all-white area in Martha's Vineyard. But keep going though. I just wanted to make that point. Sorry. Well, no, I was going with Obama, but see, then with the racism thing, a lot of people forget that. You know, most folks forget the fact that Obama ain't all, Obama's half white, too. So he's just as white as he is black. But uh, I don't yeah. think he lived much black person. But here nor there, why would you spend $15 million on beachfront property if it's going to go in the water? You wouldn't do it. No one would do it. The reason why global warming is a cash cow for government money for all these people uh, that 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 can sit up here and keep uh, drilling out all this nonsense. You know, all these professors and these scientists that get paid—they don't care. I mean, we could prove the fact that a lot of these folks don't care because we have medical doctors and psychologists and psychiatrists now telling us that transgenderism is normal, that boys thinking they're girls are normal, that we can sit over there and inject five-year-olds with hormones trying to change their sex, and anyone with any kind of common sense, know that it's total Frankenstein scientist madness. But these people don't want to rock the boat, and they don't want to mess up their pocket. Also, the global warming thing, you know, with the AOC and the Green Deal and all this crap is another form of control. If you can control the masses, get them out of their cars and put them on public transportation. Tell people you can't do it this way. you got to do it that way. The more you can control people, the more you can keep them subjugated. You keep them under your thumb, then the elite, those that know better, they will be able to take care of us and show us the way instead of letting us have the right to pursue our happiness and life liberty. So that's nonsense. Now, the gun control nonsense, one more thing. I've said this over and over again. It amazes me. Democratic-run cities, by and large, in these states like mine in California, are gun-controlled cities. You can't carry. Uh, they, they, they don't want the citizens to be able to take care of themselves. But these major cities like L.A. and Baltimore and Chicago and all this other crap, where the, where the, where the, the criminals run the street. The criminals and the police have the guns. The, the average citizen, they got nothing. And then, and then on top of that, for black people that, su- that support the Democratic Party, that's telling them to get rid of the guns, these same people that are telling you that you don't need guns are the same people that say that the police are racist and hate black people. Well, if the police hate black people and you don't have any guns, if something happens, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? What you going to do? Exactly. That, that's, that's, what I, that's the point I always make. They want it, they're the first people 
to criticize the police, but pretty much everybody, when they're in danger, they call the police. It's the biggest hypocrisy on earth. Yeah, and and, and, and the police, what they're going to do is come and take a report because whatever's going to happen, then happened by the time they got there. <laughs> you know, so so the American people should be able to have their own guns. And now, I think what is good for the goose is good for the gander. If they're going to drive this uh, 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 same-sex marriage down our throat and make it a reciprocity throughout the United States, I say that the 33 or whatever states that are concealed carry states, that should be reciprocity to the whole nation as well. So all of us should be able to carry, you know, because anything else is unfair. And and, and let me, let me, I'm going to stop with this. I want to get to this gay thing, and I'm going to let it go. See, many people, they, 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 they go back to that thing with the homosexuals, but we just want to be treated fairly. We just want to get out of the closet. We, we don't want to bother nobody. We don't want to change nothing. That is all a bunch of bunk. That's how it starts, and then they keep pushing it. They had a book in 1984 called After the Ball, which outlined the plan to, to spread this stuff through the media, through Hollywood, to get control. So, so not only did they get out the closet, they're shoving evangelical Christians like me into it. At least they're trying to. They're going to tell us that we're homophobic, that, that, that the Bible needs to be truncated, that we're not supposed to be able to say that a man and a man is evil and a woman and a woman is evil. Well, I'm not going to do that. If the Bible is the Word of God, then I'm going to stand with the Word of God. If it ain't the Word of God, I'm going to get rid of it. But since it is the Word of God, since, since the First Amendment, is still, and even if the First Amendment wasn't allowed in the country, I don't care. I ain't changing. And real Christians shouldn't change either. We shouldn't allow the media. We shouldn't allow uh, the politicians. We shouldn't allow anybody to sit up there and try to subjugate us and make us uh, bow down to the altar of Baal and Moloch. And if real Christians would stand up in this country, we have the power to turn the whole thing around overnight. We just have to stand up and say we're going to take it. And that's it. We don't have to stand. We don't have to take it. We don't have to put up with it. We don't have to feel like we're alone. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. If Christians believe that and they, and they study their Bible and they decide to stand for the Lord, the Lord will stand for him. But he said, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before the Father in heaven. And we got a whole lot of Christians that are denying him now. So Amen. as far as that gay stuff, you know what? People, I could care less what you do in your house or what you do in your your own privacy. But as far as <laughs> going, men going to women's bathrooms and, 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 and you tell them, uh, uh, like I said, the drag queen story hour, <laughs> he could be a girl and all this other nonsense, I say no, and we're supposed to stand up and say it's abomination it's, it's, it's sick, it's evil, and it's unnatural, and should not be ashamed of saying it. I'm done. Yeah, and if the, de- if the Democrats really believed in science, you know, they, they would acknowledge that there's only two genders, that, you know, and they wouldn't push all this nonsense. You know, it's ridiculous. Just even the whole tranny thing, that's not acknowledging science. It's, it's having somebody else be something that they weren't born to be. It's ridiculous. And, and absolutely, and, and many of those folks, they're highest on the uh, the trannies, are highest on the suicide rate, and then also disease. When you start injecting people with hormones that are different from what their body is supposed to have, you're going to create adverse effects. You cannot <laughs> look. Frankenstein was a good movie, but that's all it was. 
But when you start to make Frankenstein in reality in society, you're just creating a monster. We, we still here to talk about, like, talk about the coronavirus. I don't know about all that stuff. But what's going to happen with all this trans? Nobody's thinking about the fact of what kind of people are we creating when we keep messing with their bodies. And then if these people start having sex down the line, what is that going to do to future prodigy? You know, this is nonsense. We need to go back to reality. Wake up, there's a man and there's a woman. That's all God made, that's all there is. Amen. Amen. Very very well said, as always, Sam. Thank you. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, everybody. we got a lot of guests coming on tonight. I'm going to be right back with U.S. Senate candidate from Ohio, Mark Pukita. Very excited. We also have Steve Latilo. How do I? I'm trying to pronounce. Latilo. Ah, God, how do I pronounce it? I think it's Latilope. I'll ask him after the break. Um, but, and also we'll be having Eric Mitchell, uh, Casey Carl. Actually, K. Carl is his name and uh, Patch Baker as well. So, everybody, a lot, big night on the Rory Sauter Show. A lot of guests. Stay with us, though. It's a beautiful, beautiful evening. TGI Friday's famous sizzling entrees that you know and love, like chicken, shrimp, and cheese, just got even hotter. With new delicious tastes like whiskey, flat iron steak, and the tastiest sizzling street noodles. Hurry in. Now starting at only $10. We bring the sizzle like no other. New sizzling entrees starting at $10. TGI Friday, the home of endless apps. Endless apps every night, 9 p.m. to close. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Are you an aspiring entrepreneur? Do you have an app idea? Do you want to save money? Well, I got great news for you. My company, GetYourAppBuilt.com, charges a fraction of the cost compared to anywhere else. And all of our work is the same amount of professionalism you'd see from any other company. Uh, please visit our website, getyourappbuilt.com, for your free consultation and contact us today. Thank you. Hello, everybody. This is Rory Sodder from the Rory Sodder Show. Please visit the thedonaldjtrumpstore.com for all your authentic, customized, and creative President Trump apparel and merchandise. You won't find products like this anywhere else. And best part of all, it's made here right in the USA. Use Mega45 at checkout for 30% off your first purchase. Again, visit thedonaldjtrumpstore.com today for a wide variety of great selections. Thank you. She's still the one for you. And Cialis for daily use helps you be ready anytime the moment is right. Cialis is also the only daily ED tablet approved to treat symptoms of BPH, like needing to go frequently. Tell your doctor about all your medical conditions and medicines and ask if your heart is healthy enough for sex. Do not take Cialis if you take nitrates for chest pain as it may cause an unsafe drop in blood pressure. Do not drink alcohol in excess. Side effects may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. To avoid long-term injury, get medical help right away for an erection lasting more than four hours. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision or any allergic reactions like rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing, stop taking Cialis and get medical help right away. Ask your doctor about Cialis for daily use and a free 30-tablet trial. Packaging. I'm Ray, and I quit smoking with Chantix. I tried cold turkey. I tried the patch. They didn't work for me. I didn't think anything was going to work for me until I tried Chantix. Chantix, along with support, helps you quit smoking. Chantix reduced my urge to smoke. 
I, I needed that to quit. When you try to quit smoking, with or without Chantix, you may have nicotine withdrawal symptoms. Some people had changes in behavior or thinking, aggression, hostility, agitation, depressed mood, or suicidal thoughts or actions with Chantix. Serious side effects may include seizures, new or worse heart or blood vessel problems, sleepwalking, or allergic and skin reactions, which can be life-threatening. Stop Chantix and get help right away if you have any of these. Tell your health care provider if you've had depression or other mental health problems. Decrease alcohol use while taking Chantix. Use caution when driving or operating machinery. The most common side effect is nausea. I can't tell you how good it feels to have smoke behind me. Talk to your doctor about Chantix. And we are back. The Rory Sauter Show, coast to coast, worldwide. Listen to in 25 different countries on nearly 70 online platforms. Big night on the show, everybody. I do want to welcome to the show. We have U.S. Senate candidate from Ohio, Mark Pukita. Mark, how are you, buddy? Welcome to the show. I'm well, Rory. Thanks for having me. And I got to say, your prior guests were on fire tonight. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate. I really appreciate it. Uh, your first time on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, Rory. Um, I think what most people want to know is why do I run, want to run for the U.S. Senate? What makes me qualified? I think like a lot of people. So, so first of all, I have to say I am not a career politician. I've never held office before. Amen. Uh, I, had, I had a business that I started in 1996. I come from, I would say, humble, humble background. Both my mom and my dad, Scranton, Pennsylvania, their dads were coal miners. My mom's dad died at, when she was six of black lung. They both had outhouses in their backyard when they were younger, right? So I didn't come from some blue blood moneyed background, right? We didn't take vacations when I was a kid. We went to visit relatives, right? So um, I, I think my parents, having grown up during the Depression, taught me the value of a dollar, value of education. I mean, it's like from the minute I was out of the womb, I knew I was supposed to go to college, right? That was the thing going to college. We're saving for college. So, so anyway, fast forward, go to college, electrical engineering degree, work for IBM and other companies like that, start my own company in 1996, grow it to about $100 million in revenue, about 800 employees. I just sold 90% of it to my two key managers. It protected my employees, uh, the folks that kind of got us where, where we got to. And uh, I'm thinking now, okay, what do I want to do? I want to give back. You know, my financial planner saying, you know, what do you want to give your money to, you know, charity, et cetera. And I'm like, you know, I'm 61 years old. I'm not ready to throw in the towel. I need another challenge. And like probably like you and a lot of other people, I'm, I'm like I'm angry, right? I'm angry about what's going on. I'm angry about the fact that everybody wants to change the rules of the game that a lot of us have played by for decades, right? Keep your nose clean, go to school, get an education, listen to the teacher, go to church, you know, respect your elders. I mean, we could go down that list and, and it's like the classic kind of progressive liberal mantra to turn that stuff on its head to confuse people. And I, I, I just said, I, I had enough. I'm going to run it. And I'm fortunate in Ohio that in two years, in 2022, Rob Portman, who I think anybody that's gonna, going to be real about this would say is a rhino, right? He, he's voted against 
a lot of Trump's policies in terms of immigration, the wall, uh, voted for uh, – if you go to my Twitter feed, you'll find it all. Let me just say, I don't think Rob Portman is a bad guy. I just think his policies and his politics are wrong. So I'm going to primary him, and I will tell you it has – I I had signed up a month and a half ago, a month ago, for this kind of GOP, Ohio GOP, kind of boot camp college, you know, kind of thing to go to last Saturday, and I got disinvited. And the folks that disinvited me won't even respond to emails to tell me why. I mean, they're, they're literally hiding under their desks like George Costanza. And it's because... And you know this is, and, and your prior guests tonight know this. We are disturbing this comfortable position they've been in, where everybody scratches each other's back, everybody figures yep. out how to make a, a little bit of jangle, and the voters get screwed every time. And you know what? It doesn't matter whether it's Republican or Democrat, whether it's left or right. The voter gets screwed. Uh, if you've spent any time in D.C., I, I, I've spent a lot of time in D.C. the past few years just hanging out. And you'll sit in a restaurant or at a bar and listen to people talk. Rory, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, right? It is the Midwest. It is flyover country. Those conversations are – it's like, did I just get shot up to Pluto by Elon Luck? Elon Musk, am I, am I on a different planet, right? It, it's astounding to me. So that's why I'm running. And um, it'll be an uphill battle. Rob Portman has about $3.5 million in the bank right now. I think I've got 600 It doesn't matter. I'm a technology guy. I think you are too. We'll use technology. 88 counties in Ohio, I'll be in every one of them multiple times between now and 2022 because i got a lot of lead time, right? I'm not starting like a year ahead of time. I'm starting two years ahead of time. And uh, if all I do is get the word out and educate people and don't get elected, I'll feel like I've accomplished something, but that isn't my objective. My objective is to get to D.C. and push a five-point anti-corruption agenda. Can, can we talk about that? Like, I don't want to keep going on here, but uh, I no, think it's I, important. No. Yeah, so. Oh, no, you know, I know. Go ahead. I, I love what you're saying. I love what you're saying. Keep going. Yeah. So the agenda is simply this. We've got to find a way to take Washington back. And the problem we've got is career politicians get there and you can never get rid of them because it's all money. So first of all, we need term limits. And I would say at a minimum, we need 12 and 12. You can do six terms in the House, which are two years apiece, and and two terms in the Senate, and then you're done. Uh, Now, some people say that's a lot. I'm for that because it kind of handles the objection from people about, well, we do need some people who understand parliamentary process and just how the government runs. And if you don't understand that, it is somewhat complex. If you look at the rules of the Senate and you look at the rules of the House and you even see 
the parliamentary process is going on right now with the impeachment, there is some structure there that I think is important, right? You got to have rules by which to run the game. And, and so 12 and 12 for me, I think is the, the maximum. If it's less, I'm cool with that. But I think 12 and 12, I'd be, I'd be comfortable with that personally. Secondly, we've got to outlaw, outlaw offshore accounts in the United States, ownership of offshore accounts. This is the way that corrupt politicians get their friends and families paid through what Peter Schweitzer has called proxy corruption, right? So we've seen it with Hunter Biden and Devin Archer and Chris Hines, right? We've seen that. It's, it's almost like that you can't even contest the fact that the corruption happened. So I would encourage your listeners to read Peter Schweitzer's two books, Secret Empires and Profiles of Corruption. It talks about how magically Joe Biden goes on Air Force Two, goes to China, has some meetings. His son goes with him along with his daughter. And a couple of days after they get back, Hunter's got a million and a half dollars in investment in his quote-unquote private equity firm that he, he runs with Devin Archer, I believe. And the Chinese had never done that before, right? I mean, is that just like, was Hunter no, the guy it really, who, Yeah, it, it's and the stunning, whole thing is just, right? yeah, it, it's, it really is just insane, the entire thing. And, you know, talking about you running for Congress in, well, no, U.S. Senate, I mean, in, in your state, why do you think, People favor people like Rob Portman when they're not when he's not for the Trump agenda and he's more of a rhino. And we know Trump talks highly of him, and Trump talks highly of various rhinos. Like I'm not I'm not impressed with Martha McSally in Arizona. I think she's done a bad job, and I think right. he's the definition of a rhino. And I, to be honest with you, I think Kristen Cinema, who's a Democrat, she's more of a moderate though. She sided with the president more than McSally. And McSally's yeah. I would agree with you there. I would say she's less of a rhino than yeah. like Rob Portman, right? So I think with Portman, I think it's so – I think it's a couple of things, right? Uh, we are all busy. We are super busy, right? The internet and technology and smartphones have just accelerated, yeah. you know, it's, how it's we get in information. Technology is the best – is more evolved than ever before. I, I own an app company. We build apps, so smartphone apps. So, I mean, I, I've seen every single right. idea, and I can't believe how amazing our society is with all these different trends and all these different platforms and machines. I mean, it's, it's quite something. You're right. It's, it's, it's crazy, right? So people are overwhelmed with information, and it's like, you know, unless you've got a Jones for policy and politics, you're probably going to take a summary off of something on your phone, CNN, I mean, whatever it is, right? And you're going to see Rob Portman, and he's got a lot of money, and he's got a lot of ads, right? And right. it's like, ah, oh, Rob Portman, he's in Washington. It's kind of like once you get there and become a celebrity, you, yeah. never, you never lose, right? It's so hard to unseat an incumbent, no matter how they perform. Like, if you look at uh, Rob Portman in terms of the way he votes, he is, like, right in the middle, right on the line with the more centrist uh, Democrats. 
In fact, I think there are some Democrats that are further to the, the conservative side in terms of the way they vote than he is, right? And, and he votes a lot with the Republicans, but the stuff that he votes against Republicans on, I mean, it's, it's stuff like the wall, funding for the wall. It's like chastising or um, uh, the, the word escapes me now, censuring uh, the president for uh, racist talk, whatever that, that, that bill was in the Senate. Um, it, it's just kind of kind of crazy. And then the other thing is, you know, right. a guy like that that's been there so long that, that is very, like, flying under the radar, I, I believe yeah. in what I call financial hyper-transparency, right? right. And what I mean by that is you shouldn't only have to, 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 to give your tax return, but if right. you're investing in things and you're getting other – uh, statements or you've got trusts and all the rest, you should have to, as I put it, once drop your pants and show that to everybody. Right? Right. And what does it feel, and, what and does it so feel for, like? Like, what does it feel like, like being an outsider? Because you were talking about this whole establishment and this whole, you know, the, it's like a cult. I mean, they're all, they're all in bed together. They're all owned. They all got the special interests. Uh, it's a problem. And, right. And it, you know, these rhinos are really, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they're protecting each other. And it's, it's kind of like you feel like David and Goliath, right? But, but at having been an entrepreneur and started a company from scratch, literally in my basement with $1,000 of my own money and right. uh, growing it, okay, and having to, to literally, to this day, have every asset that I own signed over to the bank in the event that we default on debt, Okay, stuff gets really real in your life when you think about that, right? You have to talk to your spouse about it, right? You have to talk to your kids about it. And and you have basically a fire under your backside to never, to not fail, right? And I think so, so... we, we segue into this, why is Donald Trump being successful, okay? Because he's been there and he's done that. And he's been, I think, to the point where he thought, holy cow, this is going to go under. I can't let it go under. Someone asked me a few years ago, and it's probably 55, 56 years old. I'm 61 now. They said to me, well, what would you do if fast switch went under? And I'm like, Ooh, that's not an option. I don't. I can't even think about that because how's a 55 year old guy that built his own business going to go out and get a job again? I mean, I might be able to get a job, but I would right. hate it. Right? Hate working for someone else. And I, I right. think that's what they don't understand about his psyche and the psyche of people like his predecessor, who literally never put anybody else to work never had to risk their own capital, never had to be uncomfortable waking up at two in the morning saying, what if this happened? And No, I hear you. Who Who would you rather have sitting in the White House in the event that something catastrophic is about to happen? Who is able to make the best Absolutely our president. Who is able to cut through that? 
Yeah, no, no, Mark, absolutely. And I could, I could talk to you all, I could talk to you all day, and I want to get you back soon, but I, I, I do got to get yeah. to the next guest. But tell everybody where they can connect with the I campaign know. and all that stuff. Sure. So it's, uh, I've got a, a odd last name, Petita. P U K I T A. It's pronounced like the banana with a P. So it's Petita, six letters, P U K I T A, for Senate2022.com. Uh, I'm at at M Pekita on Twitter. I'm at Pekita Senate on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure people could uh, uh, go to your Twitter and see my handle there and get in touch with me. But uh, here's what I would say. It, what I would really like is 88 yeah. counties in Ohio, and I want to be in every one of them multiple, multiple, multiple times talking to real right. people. Control yeah. crowds. I don't care who comes. Right? I don't care who shows up. We'll talk. Right. Okay? Absolutely. And I will listen. Absolutely. No, but I'm also going to challenge. So, and we will get you back soon because I want to talk to you more. I just I right. got I got a big lot right. tonight, so I got to get through it. Awesome. Thanks, Rory. Really appreciate it. All right, my, Mark. God bless. Talk to you soon. Okay. God bless you. All right. Let's, um, let's go to uh, – let's see. I got quite a bit of people on right now. I want to go to – Let's go to military pro, uh, Patch Baker. Patch, how are you, buddy? What's up, buddy? How are you? Good, man. What's going on? First time on the show. What's, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you were just in the headlines. You're, you're doing something really big right now. Yeah, I'm trying to. Um, <clears throat> so I was in the Marine Corps, um, got out, Thank you for struggled your pretty – Yeah, man. Got out, uh, struggled really hard to uh, – to find a place in, in the civilian life, find a job, do all that kind of stuff. And, um, now I've been trying to help, help guys not go through that. I went from like active duty where I knew everything about my life. And then the next day I didn't know anything about my life. So it was, a it was a struggle. And, you know, since then I've been able to build several of my own businesses and help a lot of other veterans on the way. So it's been pretty cool. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. And so tell Tell everybody about what you're doing because I saw the article, and you're basically really you're really making this a movement, and you, you it's it's a big thing right now. Yeah, so um, I've I've actually you know what's funny is I've gotten a lot of heat from this too, um, from the other side of the fence, but I'll give you a little background. So I I wrote or I got an article done um, on a very popular website. And they sent it to me as like a rough draft. And, you know, you kind of, once you get those, you kind of critique them a little bit and you might change a couple things. And um, I capitalized the word veteran. I was specifically talking about people that had gone before me. And I have a lot of respect for those people. Not only am I, you know, a generational Marine, um, but also I couldn't have done what I did if people hadn't done what they did before I got there. And um, they they didn't allow me to capitalize the word veteran. And um, I said, hey, look, this is a title. Like, people earn this. You can't – this is not like a veteran news reporter. This is a veteran, like somebody that was in the military. And so they ended up capitalizing the word veteran. And then at the, at the bottom of the article, they said, hey – you know, we capitalized the word veteran, which doesn't fit the AP style guidelines, but um, we did it because Patch thinks it should be, and he's leading the charge to do it. 
So I told a couple people about this, and a couple people had seen the article, and they kind of encouraged me to like figure out why this was, and we did tons of research, man. We went everywhere. I talked to college English professors. I talked to major editors of major publications. I talked to um, the the guys over at the Veteran Style Guide, um, and uh, it was crazy because the Veteran Affairs Style Guide capitalizes the word veteran and everything. And, you know, I kind of was back and forth about, like, what is the real rule? And so after all this research, we came down to, to find out that there really is no reason for veteran not being capitalized. And so I contacted the Associated Press, and they basically just kind of shunned me off. Um, I also talked to the New York Times, and they kind of did the same thing. But through the research, there are many reasons to actually capitalize the word veteran. It's not – a lot of people have given me heat and said, hey, you know, you're just looking for attention or we got bigger fish to fry. Well, through all the research, I have I've truly come to believe that this, this should be a thing. So just really quickly, bear with me. A proper noun is basically something that is – a particular thing that doesn't need a limiting modifier that is capitalized in English. We all agree with that. A title is something that you earn usually for relating to dignity, honor, distinction, or prominence of some, of some type, and they are typically things that earn a rank. So the word attain – means something that has – you have to do a certain amount of things in order to gain a title. Well, you can all agree with that, right? Well, you think about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so think about this. Just based off of the normal laws, in order to be a quote-unquote veteran of the military, you had to have served at least one day on active duty. So let's just say every single person that goes to boot camp ever, whether they're a reservist or National Guard, it doesn't matter. The minute they right. get on the ground at boot camp, they are effectively on active duty. If they got hurt 15 minutes after they stepped off the bus, they could be a veteran. They could get military. Let's say they got off the bus. They get hit by a car. They will be a veteran forever and ever and ever if they got out that day, right? But the uh, other right. type of veteran, like veteran basketball player, veteran news reporter, veteran writer, all of those things are – they're basically somebody did something long enough, which is an undefined time, to become a veteran, right? Like they've done it for X right. amount of years, but there's no tangible way to get to a veteran news reporter. Just one day people call you a veteran, right? So then the other thing is based off – laws passed by Congress and Senate, the federal code or the code of federal regulation says that you have to establish a DD-214 in all circumstances other than dishonorable. So that means now we have, we have to attain something to become a veteran, and the title is earned through faithful service, thereby achieving some level of dignity, honor, 
honor or distinction. So right. this is where it gets really crazy, and this is what really like forced me to go actually do this. So there's basically two discussion points. In order to become a veteran, you have to be in the military, be released, and you have to have a status change. You have to go from either reservist to to veteran or from active duty to veteran or maybe active reserve to veteran. You have to have a status change. The status change by definition means that you have to have a predefined requirement in order to get that. The second or the, the next discussion point is if a person served in the military and was released and discharged in a manner other than dishonorable, they have in fact attained a level of dignity, honor, or, or distinction just by sheer reference to their service to the nation, right? Right, right. This, th this is where it gets nutsos, and I really started pushing for this. So the guidelines of the Stolen Valor Act of 2013, and I, I hate telling people this because I feel like it's just one more way that people can take advantage of the system. But this, the Stolen Valor Act basically says that you can't claim to be part of the Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, Coast Guard, and you can't say that you got you know the Bronze Star, Silver, you know Silver Star, or Congressional Medal of Honor, or anything like that, right? But right. If you put on an application that you were part of the Army, you can fall under this Stolen Valor Act. But if you say that you are a veteran, lowercase v, it's not enforceable because you're not claiming right. to be part of the military. You're claiming that you right. could be, you know, I'm a veteran cheeseburger eater. You know, I've been eating cheeseburgers a long time. The right, no, thing I, is, I hear you. I hear you. I, I, could talk to, I could talk to you all day. Um, and I want to get you back soon, and I love what you're doing, and i got to get on to the next guest, though, because we're on a limited time frame. But tell everybody where they can get involved, where they can contribute, and I definitely want to talk to you more about this uh, in the near future. Yeah, so if you just type in uh, – if you go to change.org and you type in uh, change veteran to capital V, you can go through the search, and it will – uh, take you there, or you can go to facebook.com forward slash patch baker USMC, like United States Marine Corps, right. and uh, you can see the, the petition there and all kinds of other related material. Perfect, man. Well, Patch, let's get you back soon, man. I can talk to you all day. I, I just have to keep moving because the show is just on a, a strict schedule tonight, but we'll, we will yeah, definitely man. connect, man. And thank you. I really love what you're doing. God bless you. Thank you, brother. All righty. Um, I also want to welcome to the show. We still have Eric Mitchell we're going to get to. Uh, I want to get to quickly, though. I, well, actually, for, for a little bit, I want to talk to him. Uh, I believe we have with us uh, uh, Carl Smith. Carl, are you with us? Yes, sir, I am. How are you doing, Roy? Doing well, Carl. Great to have you here. Um, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. First time on the show. Yeah, my name is K. Carl Smith. I am the creator and founder of the Frederick Douglass Republican Engagement Strategy, which is based on my book uh, that came out in 2011 entitled Frederick Douglass Republicans, The Movement to Reignite America's Passion for Liberty. I love it. I love it. So tell everybody, I know you're doing a lot of stuff with the Republican Party. Um, tell everybody what you're doing exactly. Cause I, know you, I know you're getting involved and you're doing activist stuff and uh, the Fred, Fred, Frederick Douglass thing, I know that you've been, you were involved with that, but 
there's a lot of good stuff on, on your resume for sure. Well, yeah, well, I'm, the, I'm the president and CEO of a nonprofit called Liberty Messenger USA, and under that is the, the Frederick Douglass Republican Engagement Strategy. But I was just uh, uh, chosen by the Trump campaign. I'm on the advisory board to the Trump campaign for Black Voices for Trump on, on outreach. So that happened back in December of last year. And uh, what, we've do- what we've been doing for the past 11 years by organization we teach conservatives how to trump the race card, pun intended. In other words, we know that the left has demonized the word conservative. And when you say that, you tell somebody you're conservative, they think you grew seven heads, and it's hard to win the narrative. It's, it's, well, it's damn near impossible. So what we've done, uh, based on our own experience, of my personal experience, getting sick and tired of being called an Uncle Tom and a sellout, I started thinking about how can I best articulate my conservative values? How can I engage my friends and my family members regarding my conservative values without the feel of racist name calling? And so what we've done, we developed that messaging model called Frederick Douglass Republican. So like I said, for the past 11 years, we uh, teach and we empower conservatives with the confidence, the knowledge, and the skills to create that atmosphere for political dialogue where you can talk to your family members, your friends, win the na- narrative, and win them and inspire people to vote their values because this is a center-right nation. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I love, I love everything you're doing. And, you know, we see the lowest black unemployment ever. Uh, you know, we see all the, the big names that support Trump, which really helps people like Kanye West, people like Floyd Mayweather, people like Dennis Rodman. Um, and, I, you know, I'm seeing in the black community uh, unbelievable support. You know, uh, they, a, lot, a lot of people in the black community, you know, realize that they've been misled and brainwashed for so many years, and they've been indoctrinated with bullshit from the left. And, um, you know, it's – it's getting off the plantation. You know, we, we know what the Democratic Party is. They're the party of racism. They're the party of the KKK. They're the party of plantation. They originated slavery. And, you know, what they're doing today is no different. You know, they're keeping people in boxes. They're keeping people under their control. And they're using them as political pawns. And they're really in trouble, if you ask me, in the next election. They need 90% of the black vote to even get through and, and, and function. And at this point, Trump has over 30% of the black vote. So, uh, it, it's going to be a rude awakening, but what are your thoughts on all that stuff? Uh, I, I agree with what you're saying. This is this is the best time if we're going to break the back of the left and the Democrat yeah. Party. This is the best yeah. time to do it because if we anybody have a can do it, it's Trump, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and and plus, now he can't do it by himself because it's going to take people like you and I who are in the trenches. We got to get our communities and our precincts. We got to do a better job of articulating the conservative message to people in our communities to get them out to vote. So President Trump can't do this by himself. We have to do our job too, and he is doing his job. He's holding on to all his campaign promises and then some. The question is, are we doing our job? And that's to learn how to become better liberty messengers. Excuse me, better liberty messengers. So, and that's what it's all about. Um, as you notice, Frederick Douglass is the core. Of our message, and if I could, let me give you a, a quick explanation. Why did we select Frederick Douglass 
to help us deliver the message of liberty and conservative principles. Uh, if you remember, Frederick Douglass was born into slavery back in 1818. Yeah. And the way I like to put it, he was born below poverty because he was born into slavery. He was a slave for the first 20 years of his life. Um, some tidbits about his life. He escaped from slavery in the 1838, the age of 20. He had zero days of formal schooling, never been to school in his life. He was homeschooled, self-taught. But he was an advisor to five Republican presidents, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, James Garfield, Rutherford Hayes, Benjamin Harrison. He wrote three autobiographies. I make that point because at that time in history, based on my reading of history, 90% of black Americans could not read or write. That brother wrote three books. Now, here's what blew my mind. Frederick Douglass passed away in 1895 at the age of 77. When he passed away, Frederick Douglass had $300,000 in savings at that time. and But in today's money, that's over $11 million today. So right. Frederick Douglass' life is inspiring. And what I like about Douglass' life that no matter which victim category the left try to put people in, no American today can out-victimize Frederick Douglass. So his life is inspiring. But the writings of Frederick Douglass, what gives us the leverage, if you will, as liberty advocates, as friends of freedom, to win the narrative and to educate people about the importance of the U.S. Constitution, the importance of liberty, and explain to them what tyranny is all about. Because a lot of Americans don't understand. They don't understand socialism because they never experienced it. Right. They don't understand communism. They think it's great stuff. But when you give them a slavery metaphor, and that's what socialism is, that's what communism is, when you give them a slavery metaphor and you leverage what Frederick Douglass had to say, it, 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 it resonates. Because here you have a man who admired the fathers, who admired the Constitution, who spoke, who spoke in favor of our Second Amendment rights, free speech, personal responsibility. When you take the words of an ex-slave and you use right. what he has to say in your own conversation, it resonates with people and people starting to, uh, to understand what's going on, not just in the black community, but Douglas has that universal appeal. The greatest American no, I love it. liberty messenger is Frederick Douglass, and I also believe that Frederick Douglass is the forgotten prophet. No, I love, it. I love it. No, I agree with everything you're saying. How, how do people get involved? How do people uh, get on board? I, I, you're doing some great stuff right now. Well, appreciate that. Uh, the, the way you can get involved with this, first to understand, to become a Frederick Douglass Republican is not based on your skin color. A Frederick Douglass Republican is a person who, em, who embraces what we call the life-empowering values of Frederick Douglass, respect for the Constitution, respect for life, the belief of limited power of government, economic prosperity, free speech, school choice, uh, women's rights, legal immigration. Douglass wrote about all these things, by the way. So right. that's what a Frederick Douglass Republican is. So it's not about color. It's about values. To get in contact with us, if you want to support us or learn more of what is a Frederick Douglass Republican, my website is libertymessengerusa.org. Libertymessengerusa.org. That is actually my blog page, and 
And I encourage you, check out the series that I'm writing entitled Telling Conservatives the Truth. And what you're going to find yeah. out, because the left has demonized the word conservative so badly, I am a conservative. But in terms right. of my political identity, I'm more than a conservative. I'm a Frederick Douglass Republican. And by using that it. phrase as a political identity, it defeats the left where I get a chance to win the narrative. So that's basically right. what it is, but the the blog would, uh, is there. You can get a copy of my book at that website at the top menu, the Brenda Douglas Republicans, the movement to reignite America's passion for liberty. I'd be happy to autograph and send it to you. If you need us to come right. out and speak and train on this whole philosophy of engagement, uh, just give us a call or shoot us an email. The information is on All the right. website. Sounds, Car- sounds good, Carl. Well, stay with us if you can. We've got a lot more to get into, but – Really love, love, really love having you with us. We're going to definitely talk because I want to get you involved you know, with the show and stuff. Sure. I'll be right here. All righty. Um, so I want to go to, I believe we have with us right now, we have popular media commentator and successful businessman, Eric Mitchell. Eric, what's going on, buddy? Welcome back. What's up, Roy? How are you, how you doing, bud? Doing good, man. Great to have you back. What's new? What's been going on? Uh, you know, just watching this impeachment, you know, just, uh, you know, I guess trying to stay awake watching it is probably my greatest uh, task that I've tried to do. Uh, I've never seen, I didn't know you could go to trial without evidence, so I'm amazed that we live in a country where that's okay. But this is bizarro week and bizarro world we live in. So remember, we have the only sitting president who's going to get impeached and reelected. So, hey, we're doing pretty good today. Amen, man. Amen. And, uh, you know, it's, um, I, I know you're doing a lot of different stuff right now. Tell everybody what you've been up to. What's, um, yeah, I know, I know you've got a lot of good stuff going on. Oh, we are doing a little bit of everything. Uh, business has never been better. Uh, it's great being a conservative, having a great small business, putting business owners on uh, media. It, it's funny. One of my good dear friends was actually a guest, just a few moments ago, uh, Patch Baker, great United States Marine. So working with guys like Patch, getting them out there, getting their message out there is, you know, really living my passion of getting the veteran entrepreneurs that we have out there, getting their message out there and encouraging people to work with veteran brands because those are our guys out there. There's the future. If like, if there's small business owners out there that are listening right now, I'm telling you, if you go through your resumes, look for the ones that say veteran on it. Those are your for sure bet guys that are going to come in and they're going to work hard for you. And that's what I'm trying to do. Besides what I do and going on TV and talking about politics, I really love pushing the veteran agenda and getting people out there to understand we need to be hiring our veterans out there and helping our guys out. Because I don't want to go off on a rant, but I will because it seems to be the theme for this evening, so I'm going to go with it. Uh, You know, one of the things I laugh at is Pelosi and her gang of crooks, they'll go into Congress and they'll vote quickly on a measure within like 72 hours to take away the president's war powers. You know, praise, you know, Iran for, you know, being great, which I've never thought I'd hear in my life, that we kill a terrorist. But have you seen them go do the same thing to help prevent the 22 veterans that will commit suicide every day and do it every day? No, they don't do anything like that. So I'm out here trying to get the one of the many voices. We're blessed. A lot of good veteran influencers out here just, you know, making the veteran cause kind of jump to the attention because why should we go risk our life? and come home and have the left just not appreciate all the hard work and dedication we give to this great country. Amen. And you're absolutely right. And, you know, God bless you, man, because, uh, you know, the better, our veterans have been treated so badly for the longest time. 
And, uh, you know, it's really, it's really sad in, in how we don't put them first and how they're not our number one priority. They always should be. And we've seen these politicians and, you know, just everything. And, and I'm glad you're really taking action on this issue and leading them in the right way and, and getting them, uh, you know, to, to achieve their dreams and become successful. I mean, it's important. I mean, we have to do that. I'm not saying that, you know, other Americans aren't better than certain Americans, but I'm saying we, for far too long, I mean, I was born right after Vietnam. I did not experience coming home and getting spit on in my uniform. And we know that doesn't occur now, right? We have these videos. But our Vietnam veterans are actually one of the highest rated suicides out of the, the 22 that we have a day. And actually, that number, there's a great article, and I'll send it to you, Roy, so you can share it on your social. And you should probably have him as a guest. Uh, Air Force, uh, retired Air Force, Wes O'Donnell, wrote this article where he went and did this research. He works for American uh, Military University, and they were saying those numbers are very inaccurate. It's not 22. It's actually higher. And it's a lot of our Vietnam and kind of in-betweeners, not our Desert Storm, not our, uh, you know, GWATs or guys that just came back to serving this 19-year war that won't end. You know, we have this problem. So, it's weird in our country where we saw at the beginning of the year where we're really – we like the military, but we don't. I don't know if it's the hatred of the president or the hatred of our military, but we defended Iran. And I say we. I'm talking about the left. I'm not talking about Rory, and I'm not talking about Eric or Pat or any of your guests. But we, these people defended a terrorist who killed 600 of my brothers and sisters. And they're like, ah, it's because we don't like Trump. I remember growing up that if you touched a hair on an American soldier's head, we'd, we'd make your freaking country a parking lot. And now we're like, hey, it's Iran. I mean, these are the people who killed more people in a single day at a funeral. And I don't even know what they had in that box, by the way, because all they found was a hand. So I don't know what they were carrying around. But like 154 of them died. And then, of course, now the media has decided that they didn't want to talk about the plane they shot down, right? That conveniently they have planes just taken off. Uh, during an airstrike, that's when you launch airplanes, right? You know, commercial airliners, hey, if we're going to take off, if you're also shooting missiles at another country. It just it, it blows me away that we're in 2020, and this is what we're looking at, right? We have an impeachment that is just a waste of our time, a divided country because the left hates so much of the good that goes on here, loving your country, making money. Did you ever think, Rory, that you're a businessman just like me, did you ever think you'd be punished for being successful and working your butt off? Right. I know all these people trying to tell, especially on the left, trying to tell everybody what to do with their money. Why don't you mind your own damn business, everybody, and stop trying to get a piece of what you can't have. This whole equality bullshit narrative, it's ruining society. And so many people are entitled and lazy and think they're owed everything. Give me a break. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with more. And that's sad. It's sad how we've created that sort of entitlement. This is what the left has pitched, you know, that they, 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 come, they come to the table and they say, free, free, free. But in reality, it's not free. It's coming out of somebody's hardworking paycheck, and it's, it's basically enabling the lazy. It's disgusting. It, it's horrible because, and you've seen it, right? Elizabeth Warren was attacked. Excuse me, I don't know why I yeah. said my voice has changed. But I think it's fun. Let me sip the water real fast so I don't sound like I'm choking because I'm not. <laughs> <clears throat> I get all fired up. This is what happens. 
But you know, right here, I got about a minute. I got about a minute left, and then I got to close okay, the show. But go ahead. You got it. I got. I got it. So you've got Elizabeth Warren and everybody saying they want to pay for college, right? What about those of us yeah. who paid for our college? What about my wife who spent over a hundred thousand dollars paying back her student loans, and everyone else? Right. So everybody who's younger gets the free trip. What about those of us who worked hard and do what we're supposed to do? You know, in America, it's called working hard. That's how you earn. That's how you become successful. It's been our root since the very beginning. I don't know why the left wants to hand everybody a trophy and a high five and tell them, good boy, you didn't have to do any hard work. I'm sorry. That's not how our country was born. Stop trying to make us these pansies from other countries. That's all I got for you, bud. Thanks for having me on tonight. No, Eric, absolutely. Eric, I want to, let's make you a regular on the show. Let's get you on weekly. Uh, a lot I want to talk to you, you about. You got it. Definitely con- let, let's connect a lot. Uh, tell everybody where they can connect okay. with you, where they can get involved, all your businesses. you got a lot of good stuff going on. Uh, just connect with me at ericlmitchell.com, or go check me out on Twitter, Eric L. Mitchell. It's a theme. All of everything to go find me, go to all your socials, Eric L. Mitchell. Uh, and reach out to me, connect me, DM me, and uh, I'll love to connect with you and point you in the right direction with everything I'm doing. If you want to mentor a vet, let me know, and I'll take care of you, point you in the right direction. Well, Eric, God bless your soul, man. I, I love everything you're doing, and the veterans are, are very fortunate to have you, my friend. Thanks, Roy. I appreciate you, and uh, thanks for being a voice out there for all of us to get out be a soundboard and come on here and uh, share with the world. All righty, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for your kind words. Uh, cheers, Thanks, buddy. Bud. Oh, thank you. Cheers, bud. Talking soon. All right. Uh, Sam Tolley, tell everybody where they can find you and connect with you, all that good stuff. Well, they can find me, Samuel Tolley, T-O-L-L-E-Y, on Facebook or Twitter, or they can go to my website, inhimfirst.com, I-N-H-I-M, F-I-R-S-T dot com. And you can connect with me and everything i got to say right there. God bless. Take care, Roy. Till the next time. All righty, man. Always a pleasure. Thank you for being with us. We'll see you the next time. All right. Bye-bye. Everybody, uh, it's been a fantastic show tonight. Um, amazing, amazing stuff. Another week of the Rory Sodder Show in the books. Um, I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Sending you lots of love. I will be back live on Saturday on AM radio at 7 p.m. Eastern. So tune in for that on KFNX. And then we will be back next Tuesday and Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern to 11 p.m. Eastern online. Uh, 70 online platforms, 25 different countries. So you can check us out all over the place. Um, yeah, guys, I, uh, I just can't say enough, uh, a lot more to come in the, for the future of the Rory Sodder show. Um, and, uh, I'm very excited to share it with all of you. Uh, but until next time, I'm Rory Sodder, mega, mega, mega. God bless everybody. Much love. Cheers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.